Daily DVR is sponsored by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com, the men's accessories marketplace. Cufflinks.com aims to drive men to one place where they can find all the accessories they could want to elevate their look each day. Go to Cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. No minimum. 2020, baby. It's a new year, and every month, Cufflinks has new amazing products, whether it's Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Disney, all that great stuff, or the sports stuff, NCAA, NBA, NFL, or, of course, the classic wearable art, the amazing high-quality Hook and Albert Oxen Bull, and, of course, their own Cufflinks.com brand. We encourage you to elevate your look when you get dressed in the morning. It helps to make you feel more confident and create your individual style. Go to Cufflinks.com DVR today. Today, we'll be talking about The Bachelor, Pilot Pete, Episodes 11 and 12, the finale, and I was that after the final rose, or did they even mm-hmm. call? They didn't even really even call it that, right? I guess, yeah. I guess they didn't really put a name on it this yeah, time around. Not this but. time, but we know what time it is. It's time to batch it up. Hello, and welcome back. My name is Axel, and of course, Sarah's with me. You heard her there. How you doing, Sarah? Hey, bud. How's it going? <laughs> Hey bud. Hey bud. bud. Hey bud. bud. Want a PB and J? Want some bud. milk with that? Um, <laughs> if you're joining us for the first time, well, then you missed the whole season, and we're part of the DVR Podcast Network. Check us out at dvrpodcast.com. Subscribe to us on um, Spotify. We need some Spotify subscribers. Go share it. Get it on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all that kind of stuff. Email us at dvrpodcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group. Do all that kind of awesome stuff. And we're going to jump in first with a little bit of news, and then we'll get into Barb. Oh, Barb. (laughs) What's our first news we got? So Matt James 919, a.k.a. Tyler Cameron's best friend, has officially been cast on Claire's season of The Bachelorette. Nice. I am so excited. Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it right now. Matt James 919 becomes our next Bachelor in the fall. I'm calling it. I, that's a, I think it's a good call. This guy has some good credentials. I think he's coming in hot. And if mm-hmm. it doesn't work out, here he's in the franchise you know i agree oh with you. yeah and and trust me as you well know after last night's debacle they need people like tyler in this this whole franchise they need to keep him in and maybe it'll mean maybe we'll get an appearance by him even in the first episode like this is my buddy you know yeah. like they're standing together well and they also cast a, another best friend of tyler sees um, so it's just, I wonder if he's getting any commission on these, on these yeah, boys. <laughs> that's good though. I like that. Yeah. I like that. This mm-hmm. whole thing with Claire is making me very happy. You know, I'm oh, pro- yeah. I don't have a total like great things to say about the season that just happened, even though it was very fun to cover and watch. I have to admit that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I think this pivot towards kind of older, you know, a little bit more respectable because it was getting a little Maury last night. Oh, yes. A little Jerry Springer, a little Maury. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Definitely. Definitely. So our other piece of news, which is kind of sad, but kind of like heartwarming. Hannah B was seen in Jupiter with Tyler, which we're all presuming was for his mom's funeral, which yeah. is very, very sad. But um, very, very heartwarming to see Hannah B um supporting Tyler and it's good to see that they still have some kind of friendship um after after their season so that was nice to see that she was there supporting supporting her bud yeah i agree you know that that's nice and it, it was a better choice to be there than to somehow pop up on the videotape right. last night <laughs> I was waiting for it. I thought it was going to happen. I know that. Let's just get into it. What you, so you, I, right here in the notes, your overall reaction is wowza. I, my jaw was on the ground the, the entire time last night. I, I still can't get over it. Everyone 
I was talking to at work today, we just all were just in shock. Like Chris Harrison was not being hyperbolic at all. He did not bullshit us. This really was the most dramatic season ever. And <laughs> and and Barb did not disappoint. That is for sure. I, I agree. But I feel like the thing – it feels weird to me because – I mean, the invention of this move is really, I mean, a lot of people have been saying it's an Ari, but it's really a Mesnick, right? That's really, that was the first guy that, or the first person that did this. Right. And when he did it, it was very straight up, look, I'm leaving you because I'm in love with the other girl. And he was the impetus behind it. When Mm -hmm. Ari did it, they followed him and did that whole uninterrupted two camera, no edit, whatever, right? Right. And that, though, was still his impetus. And he was saying, I'm in love with someone else. But this just felt different to me. Like, my, I was, I have to say, I had a reaction to it, but it continued the whole season theme of like producer intervention. Because Big I time. feel, yeah, it's like it didn't even come from Peter. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. And I, so I was reading some reactions today and some folks think that Madison thought Chris Harrison was there to talk to her about being the bachelorette. And that mm-hmm. when he pivoted and was like, Peter's single, she had to kind of reevaluate her thought process yeah. on what that conversation was going to be. Exactly. Which I thought was interesting which i didn't think about when i was watching it but that i thought that was a very interesting observation that a lot of folks had i i really like that too because i you know i have to say my overall reaction was i was i'm glad it's over yes i felt that peter was pretty sincere i really did like he came, he kind of came off even though his decisions obviously resulted in this whole hubbubaloo and his mommy yelling at him and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like he was sincere, whereas I felt such insincerity from Hannah, from Madison. I mean, Victoria wasn't there, but, you know, I mean, what what was Kelly doing in the audience? We have more rumors about Kelly, I know, to talk about. But it just I, felt, Yeah, that, it, that whole thing was bizarre. Yeah, it, it just felt very insincere and very producer driven you know when chris harrison was the one who has to go and visit her for and he didn't even they didn't even try to fake it like back in the day they might do something like well peter if madison was here would you want to talk to her you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and then he'd be Mm -hmm. like yeah i would well here she is and then, you know, and then she comes out, right? They did this whole other thing where he goes in, Chris Harrison, so that, that they were shooting that as kind of a test for the bachelorette, because I heard that they, and I, we both read a little reality, Steve on this, that they mm-hmm. did a bit more filming than that as well. Right. Yeah. I, they followed her around. So there yeah, was I, extra stuff. Yeah, I saw, yeah, that there was some stuff in like a parking lot or something. Yep. And um, yeah, so that I just, that, all this stuff was weird. And there was too much producer intervention. Let things be organic. I mean, quote unquote, like they used to be. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there was a lot of, a lot happening behind the of scenes, course. but it just, it just didn't seem as obvious. Yeah, yeah. As, as it was this season. But I, I think this season was, the season of be- of having very wrong first impressions. Obviously, at the beginning, we we all no one liked Hannah Ann. Yep. Everyone loved Barb. Everyone loved Peter, and everyone thought Kelsey was crazy. And clearly, all of that <laughs> is the opposite. <laughs> yeah, and and so something that I had heard is that Hannah Ann had picked up on the fact that the producers were trying to peg her as a villain. And she then started to remove herself from like dramatic situations in the house. Cause obviously it was so obvious that I just used obvious twice in, in the sentence. Please excuse me. It was clear that they set her up with Champagne Gate. 
And then eventually her and Kelsey made up. So it's it's clear that Hannah Ann isn't dramatic and, and wasn't, you know, behind all of this. So I thought that was very smart on her part, if that was the case, I do, to remove yeah. herself and just and just try and, you know, live life, you know, on this crazy reality show. Well that fits that fits for me because mm-hmm. I think that this is the mark of what happened this season. And we talked about it when we were taught, when we were covering bachelor in paradise from a meta perspective, a production perspective, they leaned into a certain type of person, right? A person mm-hmm. who was kind of on the make, right? Mm-hmm. And by doing so, they ended up with all these storylines that kind of are out of their control. You right. know what I mean? Like they, what they used to do is they used to get people who were pretty regular people. Like, you know, a bunch of them were actors and had backgrounds in it and, you know, stuff like that. But when they came on the show, you got the impression that the producers and especially that guy, you mentioned him. Uh, what was his name? Elon. Elon, yeah. He he used to be one of yeah, one of the main producers and on the show. Yeah, and there are people kind of getting this theory that he was so good at controlling that and choosing people that mm-hmm. they're losing control of it now. And I think that that is really true. And I think that's why they're pivoting to Claire and pivoting to a, a senior show. And I'm interested to see when we cover Listen to Your Heart, how much they like how they use that as a test for what things they might try to pull in the bachelor. But this mm. was just this whole season that totally makes sense because I just thought the whole season that Hannah Ann, her number one goal was not to fall in love with Peter. And I feel the same about Madison, Victoria, um, pretty much everybody at the end, their goal was to control their storyline and look the way they wanted to look on a TV show. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that, but that mm-hmm. doesn't actually make for the best TV in the end. Right. They they just were calculated in how they acted, which yes. ma- makes sense. It does. It makes, to- you're ab- it makes total sense. But if you're not in that world, you don't think like that. Right. Right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So- so clearly these girls knew what they were yeah. getting themselves into. They just you know? the, the problem here is is casting and the production. And then it's like production had to work overtime to mess with it so it showed mm-hmm. on camera and in the show. Time. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. At that's the end it. of the day podcast is over. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we we solved we solved the mystery. We solved yeah. It. At the end of the day. Yeah, we we had this, you know, crazy season with Peter. I still think he's in love with Hannah Brown. I agree with you. I one hundred. I think you said it on our preview show, and that I think is the key towards all of his confusion. I think it's the key towards why a lot of these women were not that interested in him mm-hmm. and had to fake it till they make it. It's because I think they all knew that this dude really was. And you know what? Actually, didn't his brother and his parents kind of say that to him? Like, you just came back from Hannah and now you're doing this. And I think the implication was you you just never got your head on straight after that. Right. And right. you know, Bud needs advice. Yeah, clearly he... Uh... <laughs> He has a little difficulty flying on his own in this world, (laughs) pun intended. (laughs) I I think, yeah. Well, let's talk about, um, let's kind of get into it. You know, we'll, we might jump around, but I guess the first part is to talk about what happened in Australia. Um, and we get both Hannah and Madison, um, meet the parents, bring her home to us. All this, this, this seems like it happened three years ago, doesn't it? I know. I feel, and the the thing that got me is all of these teasers that they had built up. Bring her home to us, and when Peter's like lying on the bed, like with a cold compress on his head or whatever, oh, God. It, it it all it was all a big letdown. 
The Bring Her Home Just was about Hannah Ann, which I never saw that coming, which, you know, naive of me, I suppose. And then, you know, the Hannah Ann might not show up for the proposal, but then she shows up. Okay, you had a big reaction for no reason. Exactly. Chris Harrison, why why you stirring stuff up? I get it. It's a reality TV show. I understand why he did it. But it it was obnoxious in my opinion. All of that build up for those two big moments and they weren't even a big moment. It was just annoying. And it felt very redundant to me, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can't even count the number of times Madison left and then came back and then she came back in the end again too. So yeah. it's uh, it just it doesn't and it was not like um there was any growth between those po- you know what I mean? It wasn't like, well, we sat down and we really talked it out. It was just kind of like, hi, Peter. Oh, you're so cute, you know? And everything that happened in Australia. Now, let's talk about Barb. First, we can talk about her here with the Bring Her Home, and then we can talk about the show. But it all basically kind of centers around her. I have to admit, I think I said this on the old uh, Facebook group today. Um, Barb, I think, is kind of crazy. (laughs) <laughs> but as long as she's not my mom, I would totally hang with her. I think that, she's I think, interesting I think and that's fun. A fair, yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. I think she would be a nightmare of a mother-in-law. <laughs> yes. Oh my but God. She, yeah, she seems like a fun hang. Yeah. You know, get her a couple, couple glasses of wine in her. She'd be a fun time. Exactly. And even if like, even if Barb liked you as a mother-in-law, she'd still be terrible. It does, you know, oh, yeah. it doesn't matter. Cause it, Peter would it, it Peter would always in like in my mind he would always choose his mom yeah. over his mm-hmm. significant other. That yeah. just seems how that relationship is always going to be. The way but, that the yeah. way that they talk to him, his his whole family, um, it really made me think. And I was saying his brother is almost kind of like a Robert Pattison knockoff. Am I right about that? Or a little oh, bit? Yes. I see that right? a little bit. Like, yeah. Like his cousin, like, oh, that's my cousin. You know, yeah. he's not as good looking as him. He kind of has the features, but they just don't gel as well, you know? But um, I got the feeling that he was the big brother. I know. Like yeah, everybody it's... just gives Pete advice all the time, you know? Yeah. I don't understand what's going on <laughs> with that dynamic. It's a little strange, but... I mean, they're all still living at home together, so I'm sure it's, you know, an interesting household. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like he's the cute, dumb one, you know? That's kind of what Pete is. That's fair. I know. I I never would have thought that going into this, but obviously we we saw him make so many poor decisions that, yeah, I guess that's a fair assessment. What else did you think about the whole home stuff with him and his family? So, I mean, the fact that Barb fell so hard for Anna, Hannah Ann after meeting her for like 45 minutes, calling her an angel on earth. Oh, I know. I, it, <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. Bar, Barb sticks to her guns. That's for sure. She has opinions and a mother's t- intuition is never wrong, you know? Like she said, I I thought her interaction with Madison in Australia, obviously knowing what we know now makes a little bit more sense, but it seemed very combative when they were in that in that Airbnb or whatever in Australia. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, Barb, like lay off the poor girl. Um yeah. obviously we we know a lot more about what was happening behind the scenes that may have made Barb a little a little feistier in that moment. Um, basically, you know, as Barb came out uh, last night, she said that Madison made them wait for three hours and didn't apologize and said she wasn't in love with Peter and wouldn't accept a proposal. So I I could see why Barb would be like uh no <laughs> yeah. yeah but uh yeah I, ugh, I this is a i just i'm honestly i was at a loss for words both nights and my jaw was just <laughs> on the ground the whole time. well 
I finally, though, the mystery of the three hours, I think I solved it. And it's that it takes three hours to put those spider lashes on for Madison. Well, I mean, I just can't get over that. It's a look. It's wild. It is I don't a know look. what. I'm trying to figure out how that happens. <laughs> is, it, is it the type of mascara that she's using? I don't is know. she Does she have some weird eyelash extensions on? I can't figure it out because my my eyelashes have never looked like that before. Yeah, and I've tried a lot of different mascaras in my time. And it has not it has not been it has not toned down. It has gotten more extreme. And I think that I, she's try. I think that she is trying to cement a look. And I think that that is now there is a. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to say something? I was going to say I I didn't notice them as much. At after the final rose, but that could have been there was so much other drama happening that I forgot <laughs> to focus on or, the eyelashes. Or you just I don't know. your brain blocked it out. Probably um, I probably had just been staring at them for so long I just couldn't do it anymore. Uh, they, I think with um, that that was interesting to me because the whole three hour thing, like if you really think about it, that's not really. With production and, you know, you just, it's not, I would have to say that on just a base level, it's not fair to get so mad at her. You don't know what's taking so long. The other thing about not wanting to marry Peter and all this is I just, I feel like Barb just didn't like Madison and for some reason felt that Madison was using this as an opportunity for herself more than anything, but not Hannah Ann. I don't, I mean, that's what I don't get is like, if at the end, if Barb's thing had been, well, look, both of these women are not ready for this and don't seem uh, real to me. I would have seen it, but it just, I I, I don't know how you're going to even kind of like delineate between the two of them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Hannah Ann, like she's been doing all season, knew how to turn it on at the right time for her for his parents. She so sure did. she knew exactly what to say to make them fall in love with her. Yeah, you know, there is a um, like reading around and stuff, and we don't have to get too into it because we don't want to make any judgment about people. It might not be true, but there is kind of the religion thing. I think may play a role in this, in the way that. Um, Madison seems to be more evangelical, whereas Peter's family is Catholic. And mm-hmm. I think that that difference there may be something of why, and it's a, it's a, it can be for people outside of it. You might think, well, these people are both Christian, but there's subtleties and differences there, especially uh, yeah. in the kind of purity ring. Um, uh, I don't know what you call it, you know? group that Madison or whatever she subscribes to that is right. very different from what Peter has been brought up in. And mm-hmm. I think that that is something that's interesting too, because Barb talked a lot about God and praying. So it was, I think that that's a distinction that's hard for even us to get into, but the sh- could you imagine the show diving into that? Right. Yeah. I actually, I was thinking a lot about about what Barb said because she was like, I'm more spiritual, just yeah. like Peter's more spiritual. But she w- kept referring to God. And I noticed, I think Peter's dad had a cross necklace on, um, which I think I can kind of relate to what they were saying because I, obviously I grew up Catholic and, you know, I, I have plenty of, you know, concerns about the Catholic church, but I still believe there's something going on out there, you know? And so I understand what they, what they say when they're spiritual. Yeah, That's why I've kept on saying yeah. during our season that I feel like this is more about culture. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, because you, you know, religion is up to interpretation and what a person believes is their right to believe it. But you right. will find exactly. that even people within the same church may 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 uh go to different i mean this is how the different um uh, uh what do you call it delineate what what what's it called <laughs> of uh religion the uh 
The different um, I was gonna denominations. Say, yes, thank you. Different yeah. denominations arose, right? Like right. you have a subtle little difference. And I think that's exactly. what we're seeing on the show. And you know what? To me, that's actually kind of interesting, you know, because mm-hmm. that's where the show doesn't really take the opportunity to teach. And it leans on more of the reality TV elements. And I think that The Bachelor has always tried to kind of like make itself a little bit different from say like MTV, VH1, Bravo, TLC, right? Like they're, they're somehow classier. And I think they kind of failed this season because I think that they got a little bit into that in this episode. But when she started saying that, I thought I, I was like, wow, this is really interesting. Usually they don't even talk about this. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting too. But I also thought it was funny when she flat out was like, "You're super religious," and Peter is just not is not there. Yeah, <laughs> and Matt and what and Madison said that when she was talking to Peter on there that one on one where she was opening up about her faith, and when he was like, "You know, my faith could definitely grow," that she clung to that. Yeah. And and I thought that was very interesting that she's been holding on to that this whole time that he may not be at, at the same page um, as I am right now, but I can help him grow or something like that, or he can grow in, in some capacity. I thought that was interesting that she mentioned that that, that was something that she'd been holding on to yeah. for a while. And you know yeah. what? That's kind of cool too, because um, I said to my wife, you know, what's no, what nobody's saying here is basically she kind of wants him to convert. Right. You know, yeah. that's kind of what it's about, right? So yeah, uh, they if they had taken it from that, there's actually a show on, um, uh, I think it's TLC, the same channel that or Lifetime that does Married at First Sight. It's with one of the doctors or therapists, uh, this pastor guy from Married at First Sight, and he's doing a whole show where they do like these people where it's basically called, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like people who want to get married, but they come from different religions or different cultures or their parents don't like them for this reason. And they, they actually dive into it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why this came off as inauthentic to me, because if they had had the discussion that actually dived into some of this stuff, I would have been a lot more interested in hearing about that because that's actually kind of interesting. You know, that's a lot of what's going on in our country. I agree. I think that would have been very interesting to learn more about. You could help people. Yeah, absolutely. I could totally agree. But I I don't want to help nobody. (laughs) That's true. Hey, everybody. I've got an exciting announcement. Our very own Heath Santazo, a.k.a. Heath Solo, who you know is a great actor, has been writing a screenplay and is now producing his first feature film, The Star City Murders. A team of detectives are tracking down a serial killer, but his methods are like nothing law enforcement has ever seen. It's a race against time before more victims are claimed. The Star City Murders. You can be a big part of this project and become a backer. Just go to cefilms.com for all the information on the film and how to donate, or go to kickstarter.com and search The Star City Murders. And also, if you look in the show notes or at dvrpodcast.com, all the links are there for you. There are many great rewards for donating, including a tier where you get an exclusive behind-the-scene podcast hosted by me, Axel Foley. That's right. So let's help get Solo make this movie, all right? Go out there and donate $5, $10, whatever you can give. Let's make sure that Solo gets this done. And also, all the Patreon funds coming to DVR Podcast are going to this Kickstarter because we believe in Solo. This is going to be an awesome movie, and we want to be a part of it. So head on over to CE Films today. The Star City Murders, baby. Let's find the killer.
taking a little break from this show to remind you again of our amazing presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. They've been with us for over a year. and We're so proud to have them. So go out and support them. If you're a listener to any of our podcasts, take a moment right now, type in cufflinks.com slash DVR into that old web browser and you will arrive and you will be amazed, happy, surprised at the amazing products that cufflinks.com has. You might think to yourself, hey, I don't have an informal event coming up. You know, I'm not into cufflinks. But guess what? They have a lot more than that. Actually, I'm wearing a pair of Star Wars socks that they sent me. Cufflinks.com is where it's at. Go to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. I do want to talk a little bit about this proposal and how awful. It was terrible. Awful this was. First of all, <laughs> when I, I when I saw Hannah Ann was wearing it, it was a white dress, right? My yeah. eyes were not deceiving me, right? I thought that was an interesting choice. Very beautiful dress, but as soon as she got out of the car, I was like that dress is going to get ruined in this like just clay dirt situation happening in Australia. And I was that was what I was worried about this whole time was her dress. <laughs> <laughs> and she's walking up to this podium thing or whatever and can barely walk in this terrain with these heels on that she has. Poor girls, like just struggling to get up there. And then I was shocked because normally they have the contestant, male or female, give a little speech. Yeah. And Hannah Ann didn't do that at all, which I thought was very interesting. And then Peter gets ready to propose and says Madison's name in the middle of the proposal. Peter, yeah, what is wrong with you? That's Are why you kidding me? later when Hannah Ann com- was saying like, um, which I found so fake too. And she's like, you took my moment away from me. Um, my 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 first engagement. Yeah, you know, my first engagement, and she, yeah. and my first, because you know, there's going to yeah. be many more. Um, exactly. She, she, she was like, it was such a whirlwind. I didn't know what happened. You hoodwinked me, like you, and I was like, you know what? Actually, he didn't. Um, it was pretty obvious that he was like, well, you know, Madison left a couple days ago and I was kind of, you know, debating whether or not to marry you. But then I figured, <laughs> you know what? Why not? I mean, I'm here. I might as well. <laughs> you know, like it was so. And then the, even I... the transition to yeah. what happened after was so weird. I was actually sitting there for a little bit and I was like. I kind of know as an editor, they were just, they were basically, they were just keeping it moving. I'm sure that they sat in the room and they said, look, we maybe need to put a little bit of a downbeat here. Mm-hmm. And, but they kind of just like moved right from Chris then back into it. And it was the, I almost thought to myself, did that really happen? Did they get engaged? Like it was so, it was just like, da you know? Yeah, very, just, very bizarre. Yeah, it was not – they didn't even try to sell it like they usually do. Yeah, I know. I just – I this really just pissed me off and made me hate – not hate. I don't want to use the word hate. Made me very <laughs> disappointed in Peter because it's like he just was trying to convince himself yep, he was. that Hannah Ann was the one because she was the only one left. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, it was kind of a hybrid – between like a Rachel Lindsay situation where Peter left, but she really actually was in love with Brian. So it was fine. But also like a Colton situation where the love of his life left, you know, I feel like it was, it was a hybrid of those two finales kind of, Uh, you know? uh, Yeah. And, and it was though, not at though at this point, not even as satisfying where, you know, it's just like you get the feeling that Pete, like his fam- like his family was saying, he's a party guy. He just I, he loves to go line dancing. They mentioned that a lot. Peter parties. He parties. I know. They, they, and the place where they went line dancing for the group for the one on one with Victoria P was in a a strip mall. So I'm like, is Peter going to the strip mall every every weekend hey. when he gets home from flying? Hey, go you got a line dance dancing? where you can find it. You know what I mean? I a mean, strip mall that's or... fair. 
I remember I, I, I once went to a line dancing place in Wachung, New Jersey. And uh, actually, I went there a couple of times. It was kind of fun. I did not line dance. I just watched everyone. But it was really fun for people watching because I was in the middle of New Jersey watching people line dance. That was like the weird thing to me. You know, I felt like (laughs) I walked through like a time warp or something. But I guess my point was, I feel like Pete is the kind of guy who just keeps the party moving. And like, he was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm guess I'm marrying Hannah Ann, you know, like yeah. Yeah, let's fair. do it. And that's why I can't get mad at him. And I, I, I feel, I know it's wrong because it's like that typical, like white dude failing up, you know, but <laughs> I, that's kind of how I, he's just such a nothing burger that he's just, does he's like all right let's go and i don't feel like he is i feel like he really is trying to make the best of it but he's not trying to hurt anybody's feelings and also i kind of feel like if these women they recognize who he is i think and that's i think an undercurrent of this season is that that's why they included so much of the drama in the beginning and he didn't get to know anyone and all that is because he was probably just focused on like the three women. He was probably just focused on Hannah, Victoria and, uh, and Madison and a little bit Kelly maybe. And he just didn't even, he probably was having a bunch of conversations with women about like, you know, why the sky is blue or the weather or something, you know, I just don't think that there was a lot to, there was a lot of meat on these bones and the producers had to step in. The women had to step in. I mean, gosh, darn it. The the story of these last two, did I just say, gosh, darn it. The story, (laughs) story of these last two episodes is his mom and Chris Harrison, not him. Right. And right. the women, yeah. of and, course, and Madison and Hannah Ann. Right. It's clear that he is a people pleaser. Yeah. You know, he probably he wants to please his mom. He wants to please all these women. He wants to please the production team. You know, he probably felt a lot of pressure to propose at, because there, you know, there yep, was this exactly. woman left that was madly in love with him. I'm Great sure point. he was like, well, this is probably what I am supposed to do in this situation. Yep. So, I mean, I, I think he was being just a dumb boy that got manipulated in a bunch of ways. It's I'm still upset with him that he would do that to Hannah Ann when he knew deep down in his heart that he was still in love with Madison. But, but see, I don't know. I mean, that, that's what I mean. I don't know that he knew. I don't think that he knows himself like that. And I think that it's not, I don't think you need to spend too much time to him to be able to figure out that's who he is. And that's probably the reason why Hannah uh, B didn't pick him. Mm-hmm. That's because fair. I think she's a, a woman of substance. I think that she has got a good head on her shoulders and I I'm think curious. That, you know. I'm, I'm curious if she got more of a taste of Barb than we saw at the <laughs> hometown, and was maybe scared scared away and was like, "Ooh, yikes! Listen, I don't know if I can marry into that family. They seem fun, but they also seem like a lot." If the Bachelor is smart, a week before "Listen to Your Heart," they will just run a special episode called "The Barb Cut." And just have every every foot every piece of footage they have with Barb, and just put music on it, and have Chris Harrison talk, and maybe even in bring Peter in to talk about. You know, like they should just dedicate an episode to her. Um, I guess we should kind of move on to the uh, after the final rose and dive right. a little bit deeper into that, um, mm-hmm. because like you said, that proposal was just like. <laughs> Um, and we move right in and they're just like broken up. Like, it's just like, it's, I mean, Chris Harrison was not hiding what was going to happen because he kept on saying it can't be spoiled, which means we're going to see here tonight, like what the fuck, what the finale is. But, um, she really does let him have it. Oh, oh, can I say one thing? I, I I think I said this before, but. When, when they do, um, oh, I should say before, when they do the video breakup, I felt that when 
she, the, when she was first reacting, I got for, I, for a second, I thought, oh wait, she's going to take this really well. Like she's just going to say, yeah, you're right. It's not working out. And I think, in, I think that that she questioned a moment to play it like that and then went for the drama because I found the entire spiel in the other room when he went and got her, you took away my first thing. I found it to be very bad acting. And I, I, I don't know if you felt that way, but I was not convinced for a moment. I actually, I don't know. I, I felt, I didn't really have an opinion either way about that. I just thought, I was like, wow. Honestly, I was like, she is just giving it to him. <laughs> I, I just, I think I was in shock at how much she went in on him. She and is. I don't think, I just, I couldn't really, I didn't really think about it in an acting way. I just was like, she's pissed. Oh my God. Um, which like, I, I understood why she would be pissed. And I, I thought she articulated it very well. And, and when she came out at H, uh, after the final rose, I think she continued to be very articulate with him and just hand it to him. I, I was like, you go girl. I feel, I do feel sorry for her because I think she was maybe you know, going to be in, in the running for bachelorette after this situation. But I, I guess they, the producers are maybe pissed at her for spoiling that, you know, them trying to make her a villain. They didn't, they didn't want to give her that, mm. that platform. Yeah, and so they, they, yep. they probably, that's why they announced Claire early. Cause they probably didn't want to give Hannah Ann that opportunity to get a lot of, uh, a lot of support from, from the fans. You know what it, that has a, you know, I was listening. We cover on our network here another show, Better Call Saul, and they have a show called Better Call Saul Insider, and they talk about it. And they were talking about working, why different people show up in the show. And the one thing they all agreed with is they're not an asshole and they're easy to work with. And that's something that I constantly talk about covering all these shows that people. You wonder why do certain actors, actresses, directors, what people, why do they get so much work and they show up at everything? People like working with them. And I think you hit upon it. I think that if Hannah Ann was able to manipulate the manipulators, they're not comfortable with that. Now, the truth is they should be, right? Because if they were great producers, they should have been helping her more. And it should not have appeared because I'm not the only one I know from looking around on the blogs and whatever, not as much of the Instagram. You got that one that um, a lot of other people felt that she was acting basically the entire season and which is how I felt. I don't feel like I feel like there were two or three moments that were authentic. Maybe they were like on a trip or something. And by the way, those kangaroos were so cute. Oh my God. That was the best part. That was the best part of all two days was the kangaroos. I loved them. They were adorable. They were so freaking cute. Oh my God. I was like, I have to get a kangaroo. Oh. And they <laughs> Sorry, seemed like room, intelligent too. Home and it scared me. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God. Hey, Sash, shout out. Shout out to my roommate, Sash. Shout out. Get a kangaroo roommate. Ask your roommate to get a kangaroo. Yeah, um, Sash, can we get a kangaroo? <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe one day if our apartment complex allows us to. One day maybe. <laughs> but uh I, I just felt that she was really acting the whole time. And um I, I you know, I just I, I didn't I didn't buy it. I don't fault her. I'm not like mad at her for it. Why should I be? She's on a TV show. But right. I, I think that the producers that's a good um that's really smart. I think that they just you know, she was she was still going for it though, and guess what? They're gonna they'll bring her back for paradise, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. And Absolutely. I'm interested to see how they deal with her on paradise because you know what? They kind of with her, Victoria, Kelsey, a lot of people have talked about how they're pivoting away from them, and I said with Claire, but they're still gonna be a part of paradise. And they're kind of formidable reality TV people, you know, mm -hmm. like they know how to work it and they know 
how they want to be seen. So it'd be interesting to see how that translates into the other parts of this show. Big time. Absolutely. But I mean, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think Hannah Ann was acting this entire time. I do think, however, she was actually pretty pissed. I, I think her anger was real. That's that's what it came off to me. Because if I were her, I'd be pissed too. If he, Basically, she was humiliated, kind of, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And so I, I don't blame her for being pissed. But I do agree. I think she's been acting this whole time. But not in a bad way. Like we said, she just knew what she needed to do. Yeah, exactly. And I don't, and I don't disagree with you either that um, when you – when I listen to people who are on reality TV and I read about it – they're, they talk a lot about how sometimes it just becomes unreal and you are reacting in a truthful way to a fabricated situation because right. you want to be seen in that way. You, you like naturally as a human, you kind of take on that role within the social circle or whatever, right? Or the dynamic. And so that's why I think that there was that weird change where – she just got more mad because then she was like, oh, shit. Now and after the final rose, I'm the one he dissed. Uh-huh. You know, like that. I'm that's who I thought I was winning this damn thing, you know, like <laughs> so yeah. it kind of like her role got switched and she got mad about it. She wasn't really mad that this doofus dumped her because I. It seemed, you know, my wife asked, and we both read a little bit of the kind of reality Steve had a timeline, but it was like a month after or something, right? Yeah, the timeline that they were giving us seemed a little weird. From my understanding is that Hannah Ann and Peter broke up end of January, I believe. Yeah, yep. And then he went to the Super Bowl, was acting very single, and then... Him, Madison came out, I guess, mid or early to mid February, or I guess mid February. So a couple weeks ago, um, that was the timeline that I think Reality Steve was saying. Yeah. Which it was wild for me to read Reality Steve for the first time. I for the first time <laughs> ever, I felt like I could actually go to his website and be safe yeah. from because they hadn't they haven't started filming Claire season yet. Exactly. So it it was a. It was the wild, wild west for me on that website, man. That was cool too, because he shows us things too, like the way that both Madison and Hannah were posting very positive pictures with Peter yes. and them, even after he dumped them or, you know what I right. mean? Like, and there, or Madison left it one of the times she left and came back. So it just goes to show that you can't really believe everything, you know, they really, I mean, they are, this is a TV show. They are instructing them, right. you know, they might even have they, to hand over their passwords at certain points and, or like, that's fair, you yeah. know, they got to throw us off the scent. Yeah. You want to be on the show. You're a part of this. They're creating this whole world. Now right. I do want Let's kind of get into before, because we want to chat a little bit about um, Claire's guys before we get out right. of here. Um, right. But let's talk about the aftermath. And I just want to give a shout out to, of course, the Bachelor Party uh, Facebook page and the pod and and everyone there. And also, I, let's see, Bachelor Nation and all these other play, things I've been looking at. But man, a lot of things have been happening on social media since last night. It, I just, I cannot get over the fact that Barb came out, came at Madison as hard as she did. I am still flabbergasted. Yeah. I still have not gotten over it. The fact that she said, you have to fail to succeed. Oh my God. She didn't just double down on how she felt. She like triple quadrupled down on how she felt. She yeah. was not letting this go. And, and, and Peter's brother, Jack has been commenting everywhere. And he like, they're hit. Peter's family hates Madison. Yes. They have put a hit out on her. They, it is a, it is extreme. Like, I have to say, past the show where also people have dissected what Barb was whispering to her husband before he spoke. I know. I rerounded a couple times and I was like, is she speaking in Spanish yes. or is it just very quick? And it was in Spanish. And from what I saw, it was like 
you know, back me up or say something to back me up or whatever is what she was saying. Or also she said it was something like they're putting me in a bit like say something mean or, you know, like kind of support me. And he did. I mean, he was a little bit more diplomatic about it. But Barb, it, 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 I mean, it has to be kind of talked about together because what we saw on the show and the way she went after Madison and wouldn't stop. And even when Chris Harrison was kind of like, hey, at least maybe we can kind of end this on a like, uh, we'll give it a shot note. And mm-hmm. she wasn't even having it. You're right. His brother's going it. She's she's commenting. Barb is like commenting on like Kelly's post saying, we've got to get lunch. <laughs> yeah. Like, and saying, you're my fave. And, yeah. and I'm. And why was Kelly in the audience? Why oh, would Chris well, Harrison make, make a point to call her out and mm-hmm. say, I, I think Peter's with Kelly. That, a, well, a, let's, let's talk about yeah. that is the true uh, big conspiracy that is taking off like wildfire. As we record, actually, that his parents were actually really upset because they thought that the show – that they they were they felt that they were caught in a whole bunch of lies that mm-hmm. not only did they like Hannah Ann and thought she was treated poorly by the show and manipulated they felt Madison was manipulating everything just to get you know Instagram sponsorships and all that and that at the same time he's actually with Kelly and Madison has right. already moved on to some other dude well, I mean, you could tell by their chemistry on the couch. Like, yes, they were being cordial, yeah. mm-hmm. but they were sitting in like two feet apart from each other yep. and just like – and they wouldn't actually say that they wanted to date or that they were together or anything like that. They were being very coy and just like, well, we love each other and, you know, but it, it just their, – their, their, their body language did not – make it seem like they were together or even wanted to give it a try. But apparently Barb ripped into production after filming happened last night and was, and was just pissed at everybody for how everything went down. That's what I, I read that somewhere. And I'm like, I would not be surprised, but apparently she (laughs) loves Claire. Did you see how, how chummy they were when they were going, when they were rolling the credits? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe she thinks Claire can, uh, Man, now let's ask the question. Um, to kind of cap it, this whole thing was crazy. As I said about Barb, that was a oh god. I mean, I could just keep on talking about it, but I wanted to get to it. Do you think Peter's obviously not going to be with Madison? I think the only reason Madison came back on was to secure her kind of brand. I feel the same way about Hannah Ann. Good for them. Let them go do their thing, but let's just be real about it. I don't think Madison – it was weird. I, I guess I should say one last thing. It was weird to me that she kept – it was it, it was really like she was reading prepared lines, right? Mm-hmm. Talking oh. points of how I, think- I am strong. I am, I, I am for my – I believe in my faith. Oh. But then you kept on yeah, coming that- back to the show. Yeah, that that whole part, I forget if it was like on their date in Australia or if it was before they went to go meet her parents when she was like talking about all this war. I'm a warrior, and yes. that was weird. That was very strange. I, I um, did not know that 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 cued me into Sarah to um, thinking about. There's been so much talk about her faith and everything, and granted, she brought it up. It's part of the show. But a big aspect, I think, of Madison that people don't talk about is that she comes from like a big sports family. And Mm -hmm. when she was talking about that warrior stuff, and even when she was taught like doing the stuff on After the Final Rose, it was like kind of she was like, I'm still going to be the winner out of this. You know what I mean? Like, I got to, I still have to kind of be the champion at the end of this. Like it was a game and she played it along the season. Like it was a game. And in the end, really what her goal was to secure her brand and her stature amongst not only her constituency, um, but bachelor nation, like a constituency within bachelor nation. And I would have to say, 
if that was her goal, she was successful. Yeah. I So my take on this whole thing is I think the producers were like, you guys are still under contract. You guys are going to fake like you're in a relationship after the final rose and then you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I, I, I think the producers were like, this is what the audience wants. This is what you're going to fake for us right now. Yep. And I could see that that may be why Barb's blood was boiling even more so, you know? I I just – there's got to be a reason why Kelly was there. He has to be with Kelly. I, I, I just – I don't know. It's every – Everything is so weird, Axel. <laughs> Do you think – well, I wait like 10 minutes ago before I got excited about other things. I was going to say, do you think he is going to pop up on on um, Paradise? I don't know. I have a feeling Hannah Brown will. I just – I think that would just be an obvious choice. She makes for great TV. I've heard that she's not going to be on Paradise. Really? I, I mean, read I something see today. Saying, like, no, like, no, thank you. I'm done. But, oh, man, I really want her to be on Paradise. I love Hannah Brown. I yeah, want her I feel to be like on maybe, our television forever. Oh, maybe <laughs> Oh, maybe it wasn't Paradise. Maybe it was like, um, well, you were saying that they may not do Summer Games. I heard a rumor that they might cancel Summer Games because of gosh darn coronavirus. Damn. Because of the international aspect yeah. of it. It's just a little too risky well, to hey. film because I'm not I'm not sure when that would be filmed and so that could be fairly soon and with all of the craziness happening right now with coronavirus I could see why they would want to hold off on doing that. And I don't think I don't think that's going to affect paradise though because they just won't have them leave. They'll just say we're doing the dates inside like we have a special like um lodge or a fantasy yeah. suite that you get and they just don't go out. It's it's sad because they so much they, we talked about it last season. They were doing great with getting the pe- the culture and the and the area involved in it in the show. But right. I don't th- I don't cuz if I was a producer I'd say Yes, it's risky going on airports, but first of all, come on, ABC, private jet. Test everybody, exactly. put them in a private jet, they land, they get into a car, they stay, yeah. they don't leave. They're on a private beach. Yeah, just make sure everyone is tested and everyone's temperature gets taken one, you know, every day and, you know, there you go. Yeah, I don't really think yeah. that that's an, a risk um, if right. everyone's tested um, you know, because it takes time, they might need to isolate them and then test again just to make sure. But, you know, it's ABC. Who knows? They'll just give them a shot of vodka, Corona, and send them on their way. <laughs> give them a, a little line to go with yeah, the Corona. Exactly. Well, I guess, um, do we want to, do you want to have a quick chat about Claire's men? Do we have any, any, any like final thoughts on this insane season that we have been through with Peter? I think. You know, it was a wild season, and at the end of the day, we got nothing out of it. <laughs> you know, like, I doubt him and Madison are, are still and or were together. It it seems like one of them isn't following the other on Instagram. I, I've been getting conflicting reports all day, and I've tried to look it up myself, and I, you know, I know I'm 28. I should be better at Instagram than I am, but I, I can't – it looks like maybe – Madison is following Peter and Peter is not following Madison, but I also heard that Madison unfollowed Peter and I guess refollowed Peter. I can't keep up. I'm just, I don't know. It, it's wild, but I just, I don't see how Madison and Peter can survive after last night. Uh, if I were Madison, I would run the other direction. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it, you know, as much as we complained about this season, we're going to be talking about it for a long, long time. <laughs> well, that, you know, that's kind of my final thought is I still enjoyed it. And of course, a big part of it is doing the podcast with you. And I always appreciate that. And everyone who's listening, it's a lot of fun to think about it and to talk about it with other people. But yes. I do, I am very happy that they're pivoting away to a little, it doesn't even have to be older because I don't want to be ageist. You're younger than I am. They could find a bunch of 27, 25 to 30 year old people who were a bit more serious than Hannah, Madison, and Peter, you know, and a bit right. more mature. Um, but they do need 
this I think will kind they they're getting to the edge here where do you want Barb all season people? And I don't. I I thought it was fun at the end. It right. added some drama, but I really would rather have less champagne and I hope that what we get with Claire is that she really falls in love with somebody. Call me crazy. Yeah, and I'll say based on the the crop of men that they've that they've cast for her season, yeah. this is going to be interesting because we we have age ranges from 23 all the way to 42, which is insane. That that dynamic in that house is going to be I, I don't even know what to expect. But I will say a, a lot of a lot of folks are late 20s, early 30s. Uh, Matt James is 28. Yep. And it seems there are actually a lot of a lot of them I noticed were 28. So that's exactly 10 years younger than Claire. So that, that's going to be an interesting dynamic. And I, I'm curious how much they're going to focus on age. I'm sure it's going to be a big focus at first, but I don't I don't know. I think that's going to be interesting how how they go about addressing that situation. I think it's awesome that there's a guy on there that's 42. I'll, he's a, a, a silver fox. So yeah. I I wish I wish we could have gotten a few more older guys. We I saw there's a cup maybe one or two that are 38 and then there's this guy that's 42. The 42-year-old so guy is probably the best-looking dude. Oh yeah, he he is a silver fox. So show. yeah, I mean I'm looking through him right now and I think that just based off a of pick where they're from in their name, they look mm-hmm. like, you know, a kind of a diverse group of dudes. The ages are good. It skews a little younger. I think that they were kind of, they might have already been casting because they're not oh, 23 yeah. and 24. They're like you saying, they're 27, 28. I think the youngest is 26. There's a couple guys in their thirties, but most of them are, oh wait, no, the youngest is 23. Yeah, the youngest twenty three. Yeah, but he doesn't yeah, so he look like a guy. Wild. Doesn't he look like a guy who thinks he's really mature? Doesn't he look like a guy <laughs> who's going to like sell you insurance or something like that? Probably. He kind of yeah. does to me. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm crazy, but let me see. Yeah, he. Yes, does. I mean the he standouts in my mind. Oh yeah, absolutely. The standouts in my mind are Matt James, this guy JP that's also friends with Tyler Cameron, mm-hmm. and then there's also like another random dude from Jupiter, Florida. So I wonder if he knows Tyler. You know, I don't know. Um, and then obviously this 42 year old guy also I think is going to be an interesting one to to keep an eye on. So I'm looking forward to Claire's season. I think it's going to be a good one. I, I think it's going to be great. These guys look good. I think. There's obviously going to be some crazy drama as usual, but I am Mm -hmm. glad that they're just changing it up. And, you know, if anything about Claire is that she's overly earnest and when she gets that look and she's like, I really believe, you know, she does Mm -hmm. fall for people. So I think it's going to be one where we're really going to see relationships develop earlier and mm-hmm. like kind of flow throughout the season. It's going to be fun. But before that, we got Listen to Your Heart. I can't wait. Yes, that's going to be so exciting. And we're, we'll also be back to cover. I'm going to Bachelor Live. Hopefully it doesn't get canceled from coronavirus because Celine Dion did get canceled tonight, allegedly because she has a cold. But, you know, it's because of coronavirus. Um, <laughs> so I'm sad I'm not seeing Celine tonight, but that's all right. Um, so, yeah, keep your fingers crossed that Bachelor Live doesn't get canceled. I'm going to see that on March 22nd. So we'll be back to cover that. And then we'll be back to cover listen to your heart i we there's so much content this year i'm so excited i know it's gonna be fun i'm still a little iffy on listen to your heart but we're gonna cover it i'm gonna i'm 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 still questionable let's see how but the more they show the more i like it it seems like it's the bachelor you know so i i was talking to one of my coworkers today and it seems every other um, preview I see, I changed my mind. Like the one, <laughs> the one where they, they had um, the uh, Star is Born song playing in the background. I was like, oh, that this is going to be a good one because I, I that just melts me. But then the preview I saw, I, I guess it was last night, 
it, it was more showing me what's actually going to happen. And I was like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe this will be good. I think having a star is born in the background really pulled on my heartstrings. So they yeah. need to keep showing that preview to get people pulled in. But I, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting. It's, it's something new. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. And, and I think we've also been talking about trying to get some guests on for that too. I think it would be fun if we kind of did that season with some guests because yeah, it's so, wide open, you know. Yep. So shout out to my friends that are listeners. I'm going to have you guys on as guests soon. <laughs> Definitely. That'll oh, be and awesome. One other point. So shout out to Detec- Detective Becca, who you can follow on Instagram at Becca Drinks Wine. She is going to be getting a shipment of uh, Caitlin Bristow's wine. And so we're going to do an unboxing in April. We're so excited. <laughs> All right. Literally cannot wait. So that'll be coming at y'all. Well, you know, you might have to at least turn the phone on, use the uh, the voice notes, and just record yourselves. Maybe you can give us a little bit of a uh, a taste of what it's like to test that. Oh, one. oh yeah, we will definitely be re- recording our unboxing. That's for sure. <laughs> that that's sounds gonna be, awesome. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. Well, this has been a lot of fun, and I'm so glad that we do the show. We're going to take a break here, of course, but we will, we'll probably be back like the Wednesday before Listen to Your Heart premieres. Right. That sounds good? Yep. Sounds good to me. So it's like April 7th or something. So it's about a month. We'll take yeah. a break. And until then, thanks, everybody, for listening. I'll let you take us out. Like Axel said, thanks, everyone, for sticking with us all of Peter's season. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe.